Okay, welcome everybody to the next uh, SESAC podcast session. And um, uh, I'm very delighted to have two wonderful guests here. And um, the one guest is from very, very far away from Europe. He's from South Korea and his name is Seung Jun Lee. And he's working at the Shoulder and Elbow and Sports Medical Center in the Busan Central Hospital in Busan in South Korea. And I have uh, here Jean-David Bertel, and he's uh, working in the hospital Ambrose Paré in Paris, in France. And the reason why I have those two guys here is because we're going to talk about um, a very interesting paper, which is uh, published and presented by, um, by June from South Korea. And the name of the paper is Which Factors Will Influence the Clinical Outcomes of Superior Capsular Reconstruction Surgery? And um, just to give you a very short um, overview over the paper, it's about um, supercapsular reconstruction and they tested um, 42 patients and in total 46 shoulders. It had a retrospective design and it was divided into two groups, patients who had a re-tear after supercapsular reconstruction and those who did not. And the authors compared for um, clinical characteristics and reasons and analyzed this. And they had a 35% of retears, so 16 of 46 shoulders did have a retear. Most of them were on the lateral side, so almost 70%, um, 68% were on the lateral side of the fixation. But I think it's the now has come the moment when I get over give to the author and ask uh, June to give us a, a detailed overview and insight in your study. What what exactly did you do? Mm. Yes, thank you for introduction, uh, Robert. Uh, I had a um, long long um, question about uh, uh, a clinical uh, clinic outcome. After SCR, some some guy some patients were felt very happy, but some patients didn't. I always uh, explain to them uh, their procedure, uh, uh, their uh, their state, MRI, anything. But some guys, okay, okay, everything okay, but they have retail, but they they were very sat satisfied. But some guys, their MRI uh, uh, looks very nice, but they uh, they are not so happy. They are very curious. Uh, so uh, where I am, I I always said them you are okay, but they didn't agree. So I wanted to find some things, uh, some hidden th things after or before surgery. So I had a, a retrospective, but a prospective. This is a level three study. Yes. Okay. So um, I have seen that you have um, used also different grafts. So you took autografts and allografts and you have several mm -hmm. different tier sizes. So it is called massive mm -hmm. rotator cuff tier, but um, how did you define that? And um, how were the, the tier patterns? Uh, mm, mostly, uh, most of the massive, massive rotator cuff tear, I always repair, try to repair. So most of my my uh, advanced massive uh, tears case, I just uh, repaired. But uh, this uh, this this patient in my study was really irreparable cases. So um, I uh, I uh, I found 
most uh, most patients had uh, L shape or U shape, but uh, some uh, yes, L shape or U shape, or um, with uh, some sequelae, like uh, infection. Yes. So you decide intraoperatively if you're going to do a graft, not preoperatively. Yes, yes, yes. But all patients uh, I uh, uh, were informed with a rotated cuff repair or SCR. Because uh, I, I love rotated cuff repair, not SCR. Yeah, because SCR needs uh, many long time. Now I uh, I have a very short time, but um, before 2018, it was a very serious procedure to me. I had uh, many, many experience, but uh, it was very serious uh, procedure. So I always try to repair, but some patients, few patients uh, were uh, showed really no tendon, no muscle. So I tried to perform SCR. Now, now I, uh, uh, I just, uh, uh, I just, I can uh, finish SCR within 90 minutes. But then it was very serious. So sometimes it, it took uh, three hours. Oh, it was very terrible to me and to patients. So I always tried to repair. Yes. And so now there are cases, there are cases where you feel that you're not going to be able to repair and not going to be able to put an SCR and you go for something else, or these are still the two options you have. Uh, mm, F, uh, after this study, my technique uh, absolutely changed. Now I perform um, such, uh, modified suture bridge technique like uh, Dr. Stephen Bocart, but then. Uh, I wanted to, uh, to check my single low technique's outcome. So I performed the single low technique for five hour, five years. But now absolutely changed my technique. And now I, I can get, get the information about a better, better outcome with uh, suture bridge technique. But from your, your abstract, it seems that when the subscapularis has significant fatty infiltration, SCR does not work. Yes, yes. And so do you, do, what do you do for these patients if you see preoperatively that they have a grade 3 or 4 subscap uh, fatty infiltration? Uh, uh, now, uh, I, 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 could, uh, I always uh, try to repair a subscapularis tendon, but now uh, I um, listened to uh, three, three years, I performed more than 60 uh, patients of SCR. And I've, I, I met um, three patients with no, absolutely no subscapularis tendon. So I performed the uh, subscapularis SCR also. So I performed the supraspinatus and subscapularis SCR. And they were okay because I, I believe SCR, uh, subscapularis is very different from supraspinatus. Supraspinatus tendon is a uh, must um, contract and do something um, as a muscle. But subscapularis is, a, I think, uh, has a parkrum effect. So I found they, they, they feel very happy after uh, subscapularis SCR. Mm. Just to give the listeners maybe a little overview. So you found that um, the subscapularis was worse preoperatively mm -hmm. in the tear group, right? Yes. What exactly was the difference? Can you give us a little more details on this? So you did an MRI before the operation. Yes. You measured uh, fatty infiltration of mm -hmm. the subscapularis. Mm -hmm. As you know, um, sub after subscapularis repair, 
some patients uh, can uh, can come back to the good subscapular uh, muscle power, belly, belly, uh, belly press, lift off, uh, negative. But uh, preoperative uh, subscapular muscle function is very low patient. They can't uh, come back to good belly press, good, uh, good lift off. They, they, their, their continuity of subscapular tendon looks good, but their muscle power, I, I believe, their muscle power can't get back. So I just tried to uh, com- um, repair their continuity and perchrom effect for subscapular tendon, but their uh, subscapular muscle function power or function is not good. So they have uh, some um, instability after surgery, I believe it. So those who had a re-tear of your SCR repair yes. and the worst outcome after mm-hmm. SCR, those patients had a bad subscapularis, subscapularis up front, yes, right? Yes. Do you change something on the basis of your data now? So if somebody comes with a fatty atrophy or let's say Goutelier grade 3 with a subscapularis, do you do SCR in this patient or would you say, no, this is not going to work, we, we mm, wouldn't do that? Yes, it's uh, it's very good question. So uh, after uh, my study, I... I focused uh, to the subs- uh, preoperative and postoperative subscapular muscle function. Uh, so I think now I think uh, if if uh, now I started to collect the subscapular uh, SCR data, and but it's very very rare case. So I I think we uh, expert uh, need to collect the uh, subscapular. SCR data, and we uh, we we just start to find some good um, educational point because subscapular is very different uh, from posterior superior cuff. So sometimes very nice uh, postoperative score, but sometimes very bad. There there uh, there are muscle power. Not good, but tendon and uh, no uh, cutalia uh, stage uh, change. So I don't know exactly about uh, subscapularis. Just repair and not good. I I started to perform SCR for uh, subscapularis. And Jean David, what do you think about all the subscapularis? Well, from the meta-analysis we did and all the studies we looked, uh, the subscapularis was not so much mentioned as a, as a risk factor. The, the risk factor for failure was fatty infiltration of the infraspinatus mm-hmm. mostly. Mm-hmm. And especially in the study from the Boston group, they found that uh, grade uh, three or four infraspinatus fatty infiltration led to significantly worse outcome. Did you find this in your experience that the fatty infiltration of the infraspinatus has a big effect? Uh... Most, uh, most of my patients uh, had um, just a bad, 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 bad infraspinatus. So I, I couldn't find any difference. But I think, yes, it, because uh, there's SCR case, irreparable case. Uh, I think uh, infraspinatus, um, uh, preoperative infraspinatus muscle function is very, very important for repairability and longevity. So my, my patient had a bad poor supraspinatus and infraspinatus muscle power and function. So yes, it's 
it's just um, not so important in my study. And, and in the beginning, you said that you've had some patients with very nice MRI and very bad function and some with bad MRI and good function. Mm -hmm. And in your study, did you find that retear was clearly associated with worse function or not? Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yes, yes, yes. Healing patients had uh, yes good good outcome, yes. But I found some retail patients were very happy, so I didn't perform um, revision. And I think um, the most the most important factor for revision or non revision is pain. Yes, it's very important for uh, ASAS score. If they are not pain, their score is not good, but they don't care. But if they have pain, uh, they are not happy. Yes, function, uh, uh, we have the pain and function. I think pain is the more important. And when you say you did revision, what, what operation did you perform for revision? A reverse shoulder arthroplasty? Or... Oh, yes. I, I performed eight revision case. Uh, sixth revision, uh, I found a uh, remnant graft. So I tried to three poorly repair and uh, another three patients, they were very uh, reluctant to get a revision. I, 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 I explained to them, oh, your graft is not good. You need a revision. They, they were unhappy. So I, I told them, I told them, but they were very busy, uh, very busy uh, cook or uh, some, some, some expert. So they were reluctant, reluctant. So their revision time was not good. So I found, I think um, after six months, it's not good. So I just tried the partial repair and many shinobectomy. Uh, but after that, they were okay. Yes. But two cases, no remnant uh, craft. So I, I did, I performed the absolutely new SCR cases. Hmm. But how did you revise them? Did you use a new patch or just some new anchors? How did you do it? Uh, just the repair, uh, repair case is same with the rotate cuff repair. It's, it's very easy. Just um, repair with um, uh, suture bridge technique. And partial repair is a um, single row technique. But new, new SCR cases, um, uh, after removing all remnant graft, and suture material, and I performed a new anchor position uh, we, for uh, revision. Mm -hmm. so, uh, sometimes uh, we, we can find a um, very poor glenoid bone quality uh, during revision. So I love, uh, now I changed my medial uh, glenoid uh, fixation anchor to Astrex um, Nautilus anchor, but for revision, Notorious anchor is very dangerous, just a pull out. So I now I use um, old anchor. Yeah. So for you, there is no in, you have no indication in your hands for reverse shoulder arthroplasty for irreparable tear. Uh, now um, I think uh, at, uh, more than uh, older than seventy, uh, I love reverse total shoulder arthroplasty. But uh, in my case. Only two case, uh, two patients had uh, Hamada stage 4A. Other, other patients all uh, one, two, three. So, yes, uh, I think one, two, three 
for, uh, patients uh, don't need uh, reverse total shoulder arthroplasty. And uh, but, uh, one or two or second time, uh, arthroscopic surgery can be a risk factor for arthroplasty. So, yeah, I think they need uh, some cooling time before arthroplasty. Mm -hmm. And did you see any infections? Ah, uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I, uh, I, I haven't never met infection for almost um, eight years, but in the last year, I met two cases. I uh, I was very surprised, but now um, I think um, long time SCR surgery is uh, very safe for infection because many many times may, uh, so many uh, uh, cell line irrigation for three hours to two hours but now my technique is good so I just uh, perform 70, 70 minutes sometimes uh, 80 minutes it's very short so <laughs> I think what happened to them but yeah I met two cases so I performed the uh, uh, scopic IND You take samples when you do revisions all the time? Uh, for, for infection, uh, I, I performed um, astroscopic IND. Mm. But yes, but when, when, you do, when you do revision for retail, you systematically do samples or, or no, if there is no clinical uh, risk uh, for infection? Mm, for infection, I, I always uh, found um, revision Uh, as soon as uh, I found it, uh, before six, uh, six weeks. All infection occurred acute time, uh, only two weeks. So I, I performed the revision, revision. So uh, allograft was good, but uh, autograft did, uh, didn't, uh, didn't survive. I think autograft had uh, uh, ten, Also gonna also gonna fiber, so maybe it's very weak for infection. Yeah, it's, very, it's very ironic. Yes, allograft survived, uh, autograft died. And so now, do you use more allograft, autograft? How do you choose? Yes, now I prefer allograft. Yes, I think allograft is good. Dermal allograft. Pardon? From hu human dermal or? Oh, yes, yes, human dermal. No genograft, only allodermal. Yes. Now we can, we can get uh, more than three millimeter thickness allodermal graft very easily. So it's very good. So the thickness you use is, is more than three routinely? Yes, yes, more than three millimeter. Now uh, I can get uh, more thicker than four millimeter allograft uh, is better. The manufacturer said to me it's more than 4.5, but it's not good. Uh, it's not true, just a four. <laughs> so an another question now, as you have done so many SCRs in uh, South Korea, mm -hmm. if you meet a patient uh, with a massive tear, mm -hmm. um, what would be the ideal patient for an SCR And what do you tell them? So do you have a more than 30% risk of retear? Mm -hmm. And how, do, how, will you, how much will you improve by clinical outcome? And what does the ideal patient looks like for you? Maybe this is three little mm -hmm. questions compressed to one. Mm 
Now, my retail rate uh, is lower than 10%. Uh, and they, uh, they, they were happier, happier with my technique uh, improvement. But I always try to repair. But uh, SCR, I think SCR has a, a good advantage uh, against a rotated cuff repair uh, with patients uh, of very, very thin membranous uh, laminar tender. So sometimes we, we can find uh, some tendon fiber, but it looks like uh, just a um, scar, scar tissue. Uh, then I prefer SCR. But uh, some elasticity and some tendon thickness, I, uh, I prefer repair. Yes, I always tell, tell my patients, if I can repair, I will repair. Uh, uh, they, they always ask me, Dr. Uh, I I need uh, SCR. They are very very intelligent, but I always tell them no no no. SCR is just the second option. Repair is the first. So I can repair. I will repair. It's my job. I always tell my my patients. But so for patients with cuff tear and no arthritis, you only mm -hmm. have these two options for you. Ah yes yes. And um, now uh, I don't. Uh, I don't recommend um, older than 65, but uh, in Korea, there are many, many active, very healthy, uh, uh, more than 65 uh, men patients. They are very angry. Oh, I'm young, doctor, I'm young, I'm not old. So, so yes, I want, I want, uh, I don't want as, uh, perform SCR more than 65 men, but sometimes they win against me. So because of them, my data retail, retail rate increased. I think more than 65 is not good. Yes, but, it's, uh, but decision depends on doctor and patient. I can't. Yeah, if they want an SCR, I just do. Yes. And so more than 65, what do you do? Over 65? I've, uh, I've, I, I just prefer um, rotate cuff repair or shinovectomy, I, uh, I recommend. And after 70 years, maybe two or three years later, reverse total shoulder may be good option. Because after SCR, they need a very long time rehabilitation. I think uh, uh, my rehabilitation changed. Now, I have a very big warning to them for six months. So six months, uh, uh, very uh, big warning, maybe good uh, rejected in good outcome. Yes, but it's very horrible to patients. But after reverse to the shoulder surface, it's very easy. Yeah, very easy. Yeah, very dilemma. <laughs> 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 Very dilemma, yeah. So uh, I think there's a lot more to understand and learn about superior capsular construction. Maybe you have heard one of our uh, shows on biologic augmentation of superior uh, capsular constructions. And um, as we have seen in your studies, most of them failed laterally, which is maybe also a result of missing biology. Um, on the allograft you're using and the healing of the of the allograft does not work 
as good as it would be in biology. That's why the um, biologic natural cuff is yes, much better yes. than anything else. Um, so, but we will still learn. And there, as we have seen, uh, you have helped a lot of patients in South Korea with your superior capsular reconstructions. And I want to thank you very much for this uh, beautiful discussion on this topic. And I'm sure we will hear more from you and from South Korea and uh, from all over the world on this uh, topic. So, uh, Jun, may, many thanks for this interview. And Jean-David Bertel from Paris, also many thanks for your time. And uh, I hope to see and hear from you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Okay, this was another SESEC podcast um, dedicated to shoulders and elbows. And today we were together with Seung Jun Lee and he was presenting his paper Which factors will influence the clinical outcomes of superior capsular reconstruction surgery? And he's coming from the Shoulder, Elbow and Sports Medicine Center in Busan, South Korea. And we were together with our SESEC expert on this topic, Jean-David Vertel from Paris in France. And he's from the Hospital Ambroise Paré. Uh, many thanks to you guys and, of course, to all the others who are producing and supporting the SESEC podcast. Many thanks to all of you out there. And I am already excited on the next season and the next topics we're going to discuss here on the SESEC podcast. My name is Robert Hudek and I'm from the Klinik Flitinsel in Hamburg, Germany. Many thanks for listening. <laughs>